Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Grief Coach. This is your host, Brooke James. Today, I am so excited. We have with us the co-founders of After, Joseph Schechter and Beth Reynitz. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited uh, to tell the audience about what you guys are doing. I think the innovation that's happening in this space is really exciting. And this tool specifically solves a lot of problems, but would love you guys first to introduce yourselves. So the audience knows where you're coming from, share your grief story, and then we'll start to talk about after and go from there. Sure. So first off, Brooke, thank you so much for having us. Grief is 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 tough and and so many people experience it different ways and we're so thankful that we were able to get over our grief and we'll share with you how we've done it and what we've done what we've actually brought to the world so my story is quite simple i've been in the camera space from a business side for the last uh, 13 years and about five years ago at the young age of 64 uh, my father was diagnosed with cancer and shortly thereafter passed away. And I come from a very large family. We have there's nine of us and we have Beth on the on the podcast with us. And it was sudden, it was hard. And the biggest thing for us was the, the experience of how we could uh, connect with my father. And we all connect in very different ways. And being in the camera space, it's funny how things work itself, but my sister Beth, who lives in Florida, she was very close. She was best friends with my father. And in our tradition, by the anniversary of the passing, we all come together and we, you know, do a prayer service. And it's, it, that's how we retain our connection. Mm-hmm. I, on the second anniversary of his death, when my sister couldn't make it to New York to be at the service, she was broken. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the camera space and I said, I can fix this. Now, I didn't want to just go put a camera at my father's gravesite. I wanted to build a virtual visitation as if she was standing in New York. Mm-hmm. So put together a team. And within uh, you know, a few months, a little longer, maybe about nine, 10 months, we had this prototype. I remember calling my sister and saying, Beth, download this app, which I just emailed you, and open it up on your phone, and I have a surprise for you. And that's what we did. And then we have Beth here so she could share her experience. Yeah, I'm going to jump in just to give you the back end of the story, if you don't mind. Yeah, so absolutely. Going back in time when my dad, before he was diagnosed with a brain tumor, he literally worked his entire life, like tirelessly, to be able to have early retirement, to go on trips with my mom in their golden years. And we were so looking forward to that. And then he was diagnosed within one year of his retirement and boom, our lives were changed forever. Mm -hmm. And fast forward the few, the few months that he was sick, I'm going to take you to the week in the hospice where his eyes were closed. He was totally just laying there Mm -hmm. and us nine kids with my mom every day from Sunday to Saturday, literally every single day we gathered in that room. We were dancing, we were singing, we were talking, we were bringing up memories. We were having such a good time, good in that circumstance, just trying to just pull together and show my dad how much we're just in it with him, for him, etc. Mm-hmm. And so every day, all of us were there. And I don't know how, but that last hour, 
that last few minutes, it was just myself and my mom. And I remember looking at my dad and again, he hadn't opened his eyes and suddenly he's, he's opening his eyes. And I, my mom knew more than me. She realized it was really the end. I was just so excited to see the eyes opening. I didn't realize it was really over until she like, you know, started saying some prayers and I'm like, okay, okay, this is it. And I saw how much effort my dad put into opening his eyes. And basically he was trying to tell us like, I love you. I'll, I'll be looking out for you. And when I saw such, you know, such an effort in him, I said to myself, dad, I promise you, I will always look out for you. I will keep my eyes open, keep your memory alive, bring you into our home as much as possible. Mm-hmm. With that, he took his last breath and he was gone. And I remember he he's buried in New York and I live in Florida. So I was like, okay, I mean, I'll be on that plane whenever I feel like it. I'll go whenever I want. And mm-hmm. I did. The first year was really easy for me. But then comes, like Joe said, that second year anniversary. I was devastated. I was brokenhearted because what type of daughter was I that I couldn't even keep my promise for two years already? And I, I just couldn't make it. I really couldn't. And from all the siblings, Joe heard my my pain. And he mm-hmm. says to me, Beth, I can, I can really fix this for you. I could. And I looked at him like, okay. But little did I know in those two years, he literally put his heart and soul into creating something that that Friday when he called me, I'll never mm-hmm. forget, I was standing in my kitchen, I was cooking, I was busy, but he says, Beth, this is important. You know, take out your cell phone, download this, upload this, press here, and suddenly, I'm literally staring at my dad's website. And and I was, I was in shock. I couldn't believe it because not only was I staring at it, I was like hearing the sounds of the cemetery. I was mm-hmm. like, I was watching that plane fly by. I was like seeing the grass move. I was like feeling as if I was transported there in, in, and I, I was just like looking, I, I couldn't, I had no words. I suddenly burst out crying. And then I started laughing. Emotions were flying through me. I couldn't believe it. And I said, wow, Joe, you were serious. You took it to a new level. I am virtually visiting dad right now and feeling so good. And mm. it was like the beginning of a new grief journey for me because like I wasn't living near him after his death. Like I, I, I was far, I mean, far. I was a two and a half you know, hour plane ride. And now I do. And I feel like we're so close. He's like, everywhere I take my phone. And I love it because this is for me, my my comfort, my tool of, you know, this this to me was like the ultimate tool for comfort and prayer, for real. It, 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 it transformed how I was grieving until that point. And, and as I used it more and more, the the grief turned into happier times it, it helped me ground myself my kids now see their granddad as 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 a part of our life like they're happy to share with him what's going on not this person that's like not here anymore all forgotten they're excited to take my phone because who isn't excited to take their mom's phone right and <laughs> they're apping away they're clicking on the app and they're doing whatever they want because they know it brings me happiness when i see them connecting to my dad and it's, it's sort of like keeping the memory alive. And, and it's really beautiful to be able to bring that to the next generation. I love this story because one of the things that is so hard for grievers and that you guys are solving this problem with after is twofold. One is we want to be respecting and keeping that relationship going with the person who we miss and we loved so much. But then also to bring technology in in a way that 
allows for that visiting of like making it easier to go to the grave site because depending on where you are, whether it's physically far away or just like emotionally, like really difficult to go. I was out in Connecticut a week ago and my brother and I like could not bring ourselves to go to the grave site because it was the first time we've been back in a year, et cetera. And it was just like too much. And so I think what you guys are doing is like really, really phenomenal. Can you share a little bit more about how this product like comes into your day to day, Beth, I know you just shared, but whether it's your own personal story, what you've seen in your customers of how they're able to leverage this technology to feel closer to the person they miss. So, I mean, I can speak for myself and I could speak for a few customers that I've, you know, that I was in touch with. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting many times, you know, you're sitting, let's say two o'clock in the morning. This might sound strange, but you're just not able to sleep. You just feel like twisting, you're turning, you're just not finding the right spot. And, and then your thoughts begin to wander, you know, and suddenly you're thinking of the one that you just lost Mm -hmm. and no one's getting into their car and driving to the cemetery. I mean, that's pretty spooky. So here it's so simple and, and it's so warming to know that I can just take out the phone, go on the app. There's a beautiful green laser that's shining on the marker and you're able to virtually visit like it is pour out whatever you're finding difficult sleeping with, and you just feel at peace. Mm-hmm. You close the app and you go to bed. And it, you, it really is, a, it just, it hits the spot, you know? It's really nice. So uh, it, it also in different ways, like for example, I had a birthday party and, and my kids threw me this awesome birthday party. And not only did they want to share it with me, but they grabbed my phone and said, hey, let's let's show grandpa what we're doing. Let's write, you know, because there's mm-hmm. a whole diary. Let's write and tell them what we did for you. And, and they went on and they sent a little prayer saying, hey, pray for my our mom. And it's just, it, they, they brought the phone, which is again, the, the app, which is the, the marker, which is in, in mm-hmm. essence, the person that we're trying to connect with, our loved one. And here they're bringing it, it's, it's being brought to us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so accessible, so easy, it's at our fingertips. And it really, it, it just, it brings such warmth and such good connection and build such great memories that it goes from sad. At the beginning, I was a little sad, you know, maybe I shouldn't go on today. I don't know what type of emotion it'll bring out. But the more we, I went on it, the more my kids went on it, it just became a happy place. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really amazing, the transformation. It takes time. It, and of course, everyone's journey is different. Like we said, everyone grieves in a hundred thousand different ways. And even ourselves every day, it's a different story. But I found I found this until that point. I was like not finding my feet on the ground. I wasn't sure how to grieve or what was going on in my life. And suddenly this sort of like channeled me into the in, into a good direction to mm-hmm. figure out what I was feeling every day. And and I felt like my dad was giving me that strength to like find that, you know, journey to uh, uh, grieving in, in such a healthy way. And, and I'm mm-hmm. in such a good spot now. It's amazing. That's so wonderful. Um, and I love that you, your children are having this relationship to a lot of guests who I've had on and people who just I've spoken to who have lost 
a parent and then have either young children as it's happened or go on to have children and start families after the fact that you want so badly for that relationship to exist. And that's so beautiful that your children are like leading that, it sounds like, and excited to have that relationship with him. Incredible. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about how some of your other customers are using it? Because I have to admit, Joseph, when you and I first started talking, I was like, well, I didn't get it. Like I was just, I don't know how would this work and like, would I want to use this? And like, I think that's part of like my relationship with like going to the grave site is like, it's really real, even though every day I know it's real. But one of the things that really touched me when you and I spoke on the phone at this point a few months ago was the stories of people who are disabled in wheelchairs, et cetera, who are able to use this. And then obviously in the pandemic, when people can't travel, this is a really useful tool. So can you, I think if the audience could hear some of those stories, I think that's one of the things that really like warmed my heart. Um, because like I have people in my family who are in wheelchairs and it's hard for them to get around. And I just, I love that this tool is making grieving more accessible. Yeah, so I'll, tell, I'll share a little bit about that. So, you know, as we were building this, you know, it was very personal in the beginning, right? It was, I was just doing something for my sister. It was that simple. I traveled a lot. And the story that we spoke about a few months ago was Jim Merrick. So Jim was a Vietnam vet, lives in South Bend, Indiana. And once I was building the prototype, every single time I come to a new city, I roll into the cemetery and I speak to people and I tell them what we're doing and, you know, and just to get their feedback. So here I meet Jim. He's in a handicapped scooter. He was married to his wife for about 40 years and it was August, 2019. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I come up to him, I tell him what we're doing. He tells me he visits his wife every single evening in the spring and summer months. He spends about two hours with his wife. And he, just, he talks to her. I mean, th this was his best friend. Mm -hmm. And I, I showed him a picture of what we're doing. I showed him like a prototype app at the time. And he told me if I had this camera, the winter months would be shorter. So this, during the pandemic, this is uh, not even two months ago, actually right, end of December, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to fulfill my promise. So I, my, my colleague and I, Avi, jumped on a plane. We flew to South Bend, Indiana. We went to go install the camera by his wife's gravesites. Mm -hmm. We came into his house. We he's an older gentleman. He didn't have even a like a tablet or a smartphone. We we brought in a tablet for him as a gift, mm -hmm. and we showed him how to use it. He he did have Wi-Fi in his house, and the first time he went on, and this is south in Indiana. There was about maybe like 14, 15 inches of snow on the ground. He was locked in his house. Not only COVID, but he just couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. he teared up. He was, I mean, this was like everything for him. And not only that, it was so good that he's been using it so much. He's one of our heaviest users. <laughs> <laughs> and we pay for data, right? Take someone like that, that this was everything for him. You know, when someone loses their spouse at that age, I mean, when they lose their best friend and their only comfort they have is communicating with their best friend. And this is how they do it, which is why they go and visit a gravesite. And if we're able to do that when they physically can't go, and especially during COVID, that was like the biggest thing for us, for everybody. It was so worth it. 
you know, just for someone like that. And we have that feedback from everybody. So our customer base, you know, you're asking, you know, who's using it, what type of customers, it really is all over. You have some customers that just want that peace of mind to make sure that the tomb's in good shape. Mm-hmm. Want to make sure they ordered flowers, the flowers are being placed out. And then you have those people. We had, we had a mother who, uh, a young mother, uh, who lost her, her husband. So they had, I think, four or five children. And yeah. she wrote us this most beautiful poem of how our camera is not giving comfort to their children. And, and you get something, you get an email like that from a customer. It's, it's wow. It's like, really, we're helping people that we didn't know we could help. And, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, the words we use today is that the camera is a tool for comfort and prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that really sums it up of what it's able to do in terms of helping people with grief. That's so beautiful because really as grievers, that's all, all we want is comfort. Those who find comfort in spirituality and religion, obviously lean on prayer. And I love that this came from a religious ceremony. Can you talk a little bit about anything that has surprised you as you started to engage in the grief community? I know as you're starting, you're growing the business, one of the ways that you're getting the word out about the product is reaching out to people in the grief space with large web presences on social, whatever it is. How have those conversations been as you're growing the business? So the grief community is actually amazing. Tapping into it, first of all, seeing how close everybody is and how supportive everybody is. And really, it's, it, it's such a small family, which is really amazing. You know, it's a large space, but like almost everyone knows each other. And mm-hmm. it's very comforting because, you know, when you, you, you know, at first, when you, when you join it, you want to make sure you, you, you kind of feel like maybe you're the, the odd one out. Then you realize there's actually, you know, millions of people like you. And mm-hmm. then the support, the support from the people that help people are just, everyone's just so kind and supportive that it just helps being part of it. And then sharing, you know, from the business side, sharing what we've brought to the world with these leaders and they're, they're, they're being so receptive and supportive and, and you could use the word endorsed or whatever it is, becoming like a brand ambassador saying, well, this is good. It was very reassuring for us as a business. But mm-hmm. more importantly, again, seeing the results, seeing these grief counselors, you know, use, some of them using the product because most of the grief counselors are people that have experienced grief themselves and mm-hmm. has seen some of them take the camera and put it by their loved one's gravesite and start using it and getting that feedback and then and then sharing with their community it, 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 it just it, again very comforting for us knowing that we're helping people in the space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i know that beth you've done a couple of conversations you did one with nishama journey uh, a couple months ago how have you found those interactions to be as you're getting more involved in the community? Anything that surprised you? Anything that brings you comfort? Nothing, nothing surprises me because like, like Joe said, we're really all empathizing with each other because mm-hmm. once you go through a certain loss, be it a father, a mother, a child, I mean, you know, there's different, obviously everyone experiences it differently and, and, and every relationship is different. But at the, at the end of the day, like Joe said, we're really all there for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing how as many people as we've spoken to and interacted with, the bottom line is I feel a virtual hug from everybody. It's amazing. And so 
it's it's beautiful to know what what the death care space sort of forced us to create mm -hmm. to be in and, and and how much we're really there for each other as as it, it's it's really incredible even though we're all so far apart maybe but it feel we feel so close because of how connected we are you know yeah so, absolutely go on sorry no so i can't say that there are any that there, that there were any surprises that that's how i'm you know but it's just it was just so beautiful to see how everyone is there for each other and, and everyone's happy to share and no one feels ashamed to say anything because it is weird what we go through <laughs> you know but hey if we can help one another by sharing something that, that's what it's all about you know mm -hmm. so whether it's a product or whether it's a podcast or you know whether it's whatever it is we're really all there to hold each other's hands and hearts and to get through very difficult times and to to, to know that it's not going to we're not going to be stuck here where it's it's like you know a passageway where we're moving on to better times and how do we get there well that's what we're here for to connect with good ideas and different products different different aspects of this grief space that that brings us all together in order to get to a better place yeah and i think the leaning into that well at first is like kind of scary to whether it's you're putting your own story out there or engaging with strangers on this but have really i found that like the community is so strong and at least i felt like after my dad died i was just like looking for stories because i was like am i doing this right it was what i'm feeling normal and being able to go in and hear other people's stories and see how other people are grieving, whether they're leveraging technology, whether they're sharing stories, whatever it is, is like, it's something so many people are uncomfortable talking about. So when you're seeing, okay, how do I do this? How are other people doing this? It makes it less hard. And it makes it feel normal. Like our yeah. abnormalities are, are really normal. Like we, we shouldn't feel strange feeling these ways because this is totally normal. Mm -hmm. And um, and anything that we need to access to feel that we're getting somewhere, we should. And that's what we're doing here. We're really pulling together all resources and sticking together to help each other during these hard times. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience, whether it's personal stories, whether it's just where to find um, you guys online, more information? And we do have a discount code for listeners that I'm excited to share because really, I think this product is so amazing and helping so many people. So you could definitely find a lot of information on our website, which is www.afteraftr.live, L-I-V-E. You could also follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I mean, we're young tech people, so we're pretty much out there, which is fantastic. I, I would also add one more thing, and I think it's important for the, the grief community. It's interesting space that we're in. And unfortunately, there's a lot of red tape within the cemetery space. Mm -hmm. And we did have some customers that you know even purchased cameras and went to a cemetery, and they had all these rules and regulations of what you're allowed to place at a cemetery. And, and I think it's time for a change for cemeteries. And it's not just us with cameras. It could be, you know, people want to, wanting to place whatever personal items that they had the connection with their loved ones that, that mm -hmm. are lost today. So I think as we mobilize and, and, and this, the death care space was always 
I think a space that maybe there wasn't a lot of attention given to it. And I think because no one wanted really, to talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> not right. Right. It was, it was right. It was even looked down upon. I think what, what's, what technology has really done for us, it, it really helped us. And especially these grief communities that you've built and your colleagues have built is, I mean, as we just said the last half hour, it, it, this is fortunate or unfortunate. This is normal today. Everyone has grief. And I think the statistics are one in five, I think it's 5% of all children have lost a parent. I mean, numbers are, are that high. I think it's in the U.S. alone, there's about 12 million people at any given moment grieving. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are big numbers. And I think the deaf care community needs to make sure that the deaf caretakers start adapting to the things that we need, how we cope today with life. And mm-hmm. that could be digitalizing memories. That could be maybe more access. You know, why are cemeteries only open for a couple hours a day, right? <laughs> And making them more secure. We have to end vandalism. There's so many areas that I think as we mobilize ourselves and we have a voice now in this space, we have to come together and make sure that anyone that has their way of grieving, if there's a, if there's a tool out there that can help them, whatever it is, we have to give mm-hmm. them that act. Absolutely. Thank you both so much. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation and enjoyed getting to know you better as we've been talking over the past couple of months. And I'm so excited to see how this continues to grow. So again, for those listening, if you are curious and want to see more about what this product is, it's AFTR.live. And if you use the code TGC10, you will get a discount on uh, the product. So thank you both so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Find us online at thegriefcoach.co. And follow us on social at the underscore grief coach. And if you like what you heard, please go write a nice review on Apple Podcasts, nice reviews only, and um, leave us five stars. It helps other people looking for this type of content more easily find it. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.